In Philippians 2 verse 10, it says that at that name, the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Hi, this is Steve Springer. You're listening to Worshiping God, God's Way. This is episode 21, and it's a short episode on the verse that we read in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. Three things make up the world that we live in. Things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. Most of us notice the things on earth. That's where we live. However, God sees more than just one dimensionally. And in his word, he describes other places that we're not aware of. Out of these three places mentioned in the book of Philippians, the only place where Jesus' name is not fully accepted is here on earth. Many humans living on this planet have not heard the name, but the gap is quickly closing. There are most people who have heard believe, but there are thousands or maybe millions of people who have heard and don't believe. But when the time comes, and it's clearly on the horizon, the earth and all its inhabitants at that announcement of his name, they will bend low. At that time, whether knowing him or not, each person who is standing will no longer be standing. Those who are in bed sleeping will fall out of that place of comfortable rest and into a kneeling position on the floor. The people who are sitting in their workplace will slide down like melting butter beneath their desks on bended knees. In a split second, bowing before Jesus will be an actual occurrence on the earth. It will be like he said in John 4, the truth about worship. The truth meaning the actual occurrence. Worship will happen. And at that time, we won't be discussing the words of praise, the words of worship. We won't be dividing scriptures from one side to the other, trying to figure out who's right, trying to blend things together to make everybody happy. We won't be talking about our song lists or our song leaders or our popular pastors. We won't be talking about which denomination is leading the charge on the earth today in the sake of praise and worship. But along with that, no one will be forgotten. At that very moment, not one person is going to be left out. Not those in heavenly places or those sitting on earthly thrones. Even those who have died and are now waiting below the earth in paradise, that place of rest, in anticipation for their release. All people, all living, will bow. Those who do not know Jesus will find themselves bowing before him, and it will not be just a thought in their mind or just a feeling in their heart. The word used in this verse is a little stronger than the one Jesus uses in John 4.24. This word describes bowing, but without affections. This word is more than that. It's not something that is built throughout a period of time where we grow to love God. It's going to be a sudden thing with power. Paul understands the magnitude of the act of worship. Having a heavenly perspective 
He clearly understands what it means to bow down, the power of it, the force behind it, the depth of the word itself, how important it is. Yet this time in this verse, it's different. It's not a heavenly worship experience, but an earthly one filled with anxiety. All of us should bow or at least bend one knee or put our head down as if in honor. But even at that, this word is stronger, but it takes place at the mention of his name. Just the word, the name that we hear, we see it coming. Worshippers are worshippers because that is what they do. At least that is what they say. Regardless of what human beings agree to or what they say about worship or how they act about worship, God gets the final word. He gets that final moment when it's not going to matter how much we understand or how much we've talked or what we've done traditionally with the words and how we make them a part of all the things we do and we make them metaphysical and we make them theological. He goes past that and he gets the exact final word. We can bow out of fear, out of religious veneration, or with intimacy born out of honor and humility. You know, I would choose that. There's something about worship that God is not going to let go. He's not going to substitute it. When he comes back, he is not going to be waiting for people to wait on him. That is all done. That's over. If people aren't willing to wait on him, If they're not willing to go before his presence and worship him, he's not going to wait for it. He's saying, I've given you this amount of time. This is where we are in history. The whole world is going to bow before me. Now, I can't imagine that in my mind, but I do understand in some way how it could happen with technology and social media. We look at our phones and we see what's happened around the world within seconds. But even in that, that doesn't really matter because God knows how he's going to do that. He knows when the time is. But he does say that every single person at that moment, regardless of who they are, they are going to bow their knee. They are going to discover for the very first time what worship really is. And the whole world will be worshiping God God's way. Yeah.